Hi, welcome to the Covenant Presbyterian Church podcast, a weekly broadcast of our Sunday sermon. Covenant Presbyterian Church is an open, affirming congregation, and we're so glad you found us. Our primary mission is to equip God's people to serve Christ in the world. In our weekly messages, we hope that you'll find inspiration, encouragement, and even challenge for your faith journey. Please listen with us now. As much as he wanted to encounter God, Elijah really just needed a place to hide. The king and queen of Israel were out to get him. He had called out their evil acts and their worship of the idols of Baal one too many times, and he was ready to be someplace safe so that he could figure out what to do next. He was forced out of his homeland and onto a journey of exile as a refugee. First, he found his way to a city in the neighboring enemy land of Judah, then to the shelter of a broom tree, and finally to a cave on Horeb, the Mount of God. The angel of the Lord had guided him at every step of his journey giving him food and water and directing him on the way he should go. But in all of these steps on his journey, Elijah had never had a confident and direct encounter with God. After all the twists and turns of this journey, it seemed that God was finally ready to speak to him. The word of the Lord came to Elijah as he slept And in his dreams, he laid out all of his troubles. I've been working my heart out for you. The people have abandoned your covenant, destroyed the places of worship, and murdered your prophets. I'm the only one left. And now, now they're trying to kill me. Just when it seemed there was no hope left, just when he was ready to throw in the towel, when he spoke the truth of his situation before God and cried out to demand something more, Elijah heard a new promise. Go, stand on the mountain at attention before God, and God will pass by. What else could he do? He went. So he waited at that safe spot within the cave, but where he could still see out, watching for God to appear. Elijah witnessed every imaginable wonder from that space. First, a mighty wind, furious enough to split mountains and break rocks in pieces. Then an earthquake that shook the foundations of the earth. And finally, a great fire that consumed everything in its path. But in all these things, he did not encounter God. Only after they had all passed, when the powerful signs of the moment had come and gone, when the roar of the wind and the flame had died away, when there was no sound but the sound of sheer silence, only then did Elijah encounter God.
I suspect that many of us have been right where Elijah was. His story at least feels pretty familiar to me. Like Elijah, so many of us know what it is like to be pursued by enemies and challenges of every sort, to wander aimlessly in the wilderness of the world, seeking whatever shelter we can find, waiting, watching, hoping for a sign of God's presence to come into our lives for an encounter with God at some point along the way. Take a moment now and think to yourself about a time when you have felt the need for God's presence and have just not been able to find it. When in your life have you felt separated from God? Feeling separated from God is hard, and finding our way back to God can be even harder. Elijah is a great example of this. After so much uncertainty and struggle, after waiting and watching for God's presence to come in the midst of his struggles with the political authorities, after hoping to find God in wind, earthquake, or fire, he finally experienced the presence of God. What about you? When and where have you experienced the presence of God? Maybe it was in the sound of sheer silence, or it could have been in fire, earthquake, wind, or other rejoicing. Take a moment again and think about a time in your own life when you have felt especially close to God. When have you encountered God? Reflecting on the places where we have known God's presence and God's absence is an important part of the spiritual life of the Christian faith. Building on the work of St. Ignatius of Loyola, spiritual writers have identified two movements in the spiritual life that become clear when we, ref when we reflect on God's presence and absence, much as we have just done. Consolation is something like the presence of God the space we occupy when we move toward God's presence, God's active presence in the world. This consolation is not necessarily a sense of inner peace, because sometimes we're actually unsettled when we move toward God, the fullness of God's intentions in our lives. Yet ultimately, we feel consolation because we know we are being shaped in the way that God intends. The parallel movement of this desolation is something akin 
to feeling God's absence. This comes when we move away from God's active presence in the world. It's not necessarily marked by being down and depressed, because sometimes desolation can feel good. If we're moving away from God because our focus is on the wrong things. Indeed, these times of desolation are all too common for us when we are more focused on ourselves than on God. But importantly, both consolation and desolation in the spiritual life are always marked by movement. Because the individual moments of God's presence and God's absence do not tell us God's whole story with us. Our encounters with God and our separation from God instead help us to sense whether we are moving toward or away from the fullness of God's presence as we seek deeper faithfulness to God's purposes in our lives and our world. As I've reflected on this text and thought about my own separation from God, my own encounters with God, my consolation and desolation to follow that language, I've also wondered a bit about what it might look like for the church. Because some days it feels like we in the church know Elijah's feeling of desolation quite well. We're chased far away from home, relentlessly pursued by a changing world that doesn't have the same kind of space and place for us that it once did. We're forced to hole up in a cave for our own protection, wondering how we can welcome those who are not in our midst as we wonder where we will encounter God on the journey ahead. We lay out our troubles again and again, as Elijah did. We just don't know what should be next for us, how we're supposed to make it through the days ahead. We've tried everything we can think of to change things. Now, we're just ready for that moment of consolation with that direct encounter with God that will change things for us some sort of wind, earthquake, or fire that will shake us to the core. But nothing comes. And when hope seems farthest away, but just when darkness seems to be settling in and our imagination has gone dark, and we settle into the sound of sheer silence, we remember that that's actually when God shows up. But God showing up is not the end of this story for Elijah or for us. God doesn't just show up to give us comfort or to meet our immediate needs. A true encounter with God always comes with instructions. If you heard in that last verse of our text this morning, Elijah, in encountering God, was given very specific instructions. These instructions were about anointing kings 
in opposing lands, to help set up alliances that would protect him from the evil king and queen of Israel. So in the same way, our encounters with God are always deepened in that movement. As we are encouraged to move out into the world, move out from the caves of our lives, and seek a deeper embrace of God's purposes, to experience consolation as we move toward God's purposes in our lives and look for God in new ways. I think the spiritual writer Margaret Silf gives us some helpful guidance for what this looks like in her description of consolation. She says, consolation, the sense of the presence of God, directs our focus outside and beyond ourselves. It lifts our hearts so that we can see the joys and sorrows of other people. It bonds us more closely to our human community, generates new inspiration and ideas, restores balance, refreshes our inner vision, shows us where God is active in our lives and where God is leading us, and releases new energy in us. In my own life, as I have thought of times when I feel this sort of movement toward God, I see some of those marks taking hold. And I think they're good marks for the life of the church, too. When we encounter God and step out into the world to be God's people and align ourselves with God's purposes, we look beyond ourselves. We join in the joy and sorrow of others. We bind ourselves to neighbors of every sort in every place. We bring imagination to all that we do. We find new balance, discover deeper vision, welcome those who feel driven away, share stories of how God has been at work in us, as we heard earlier this morning. And all along the way, feel God releasing new energy in us and in our life together for the work that is ahead. Our encounter with God leads us to step out of the cave into the wilderness on a journey toward something new, to trust that God is up to something more than we can ever imagine and to remember the promises of our divine encounters as we seek the presence of God with us on the journey. This is not an easy path. There will certainly be plenty more challenges on the way when we are swarmed with the uncertainty of life. But God calls us to this journey and will not leave us to take it alone in ways we may not always see, through pathways we certainly will not fully understand. God will be with us on this way. So may the voice of God call, out, call us out of the caves of our lives 
and into the wilderness of our world so that we might listen for God's voice more closely, encounter God along the journey, and follow God on the path to new life in this changing age as we bear witness to God's new thing begun in Jesus Christ our Lord. Thanks be to God. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Covenant Presbyterian Church podcast. I invite you to visit our website, covpresatl.org. That's C-O-V-P-R-E-S-A-T-L.org. There you'll find current worship information, links to our live Sunday morning streaming service, and our full archive of recorded services. You'll also find out more about us and how to get in touch. I wish you well in these strange times. God is with us. Grace and peace to you.